We talked about people, and people say this. I just don't have enough time. In fact, all of us will say, do you have enough time to do all the things you want to do? Most of us say what? No, we don't. I mean, we don't. It's just not enough time. But realize this. It's untrue when we say we don't have enough time because everybody's got the exact same amount of time. There's 24 hours in a day. There's 60 minutes an hour. Every one of us have the exact same amount of time. Now, we may not live as long and all that, but I'm talking about day in and day out. If you say, I don't have enough time. Now, you have time, but I don't have time. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We all got the same amount of time. It's not that we don't have enough time. It's that we all have the same time, but we choose to use our time in different ways. Like, you may choose to spend your time reading the Bible. I may choose to spend my time reading the newspaper. It's not that we don't have enough time. We, we just choose to use our time to do different things. I want you to see something. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, look at verse 1. It says, there is an appointed time for what? Everything. And there is a time for every event under heaven. You know what he's saying? There's time for everything. You know, now, let's say this. There may be some things that you do that limit the time that you could have had to do something else. But bottom line is, there is an appointed time for everything, and there's time for every event under heaven. We can't say, I don't have enough time. We can just say, this is how I choose to use my time. So if you said to a person, hey, you want to go do this? And they say, I don't have enough time. You say, no, no, you have enough time. We all have time. You just want to choose to do it something else, which is okay, which is fine. You, you, you're responsible. Uh, each one of us in this room are responsible as a child of God who is secure in Christ with a new destiny and all of that. We all are responsible for our time. Now, one thing about it is time passes whether you use it or not, whether you think you use it or not. Uh, Tempest Fugit, time flies. Uh, think about it. Once it's, it, it's passed us by. Once it's passed, you can't get it back. There will never be another Sunday morning at 9 o'clock uh, on this particular day. There'll never be another There'll be some other time later on, but you can't get this time back. If you slap and said, oh, I missed that thing, well, that time is gone. That time is gone. It'll pass us. And others, if we're not careful, others will determine what we do with our time. They'll say, we want you to come over here. And you go, well, okay. And then you go, why did I say I was going to go over there? I didn't want to go over there. Okay? Because that's what happens. You can get more money, but you can't get more time. And if we don't... If you don't let others tell you how to use your money, should you let other people tell you how to use your time? So if one of the most valuable assets that God has given to us while we live on this earth. Now, you really don't spend time. You invest it. That's what you're supposed to do. Sometimes time just passes by, but we want to invest it. And do we want to have a life that brings glory to God so that when we stand before him, what does he say? Well done. Well done, good and faithful servant, because we took the time that we had on this earth, that he put us on this earth, and all of us have different times, so to speak, in the sense of some people may live 60 years, 70 years, 80 years, 20 years, 30, whatever, whatever time he has for us. So we can either have a life that brings glory to God, or we can have a life that's wasted. And as he says in 1 John, that we could be ashamed at his coming, because we didn't live for him, we didn't serve him. Because what you could do is say, oh, if I just had more time, I would have done this. No, you had the time, you choose to do something else. And see, this is what makes it hard. Because when we look at ourselves, who are we? Children of God, eternally secure with a new destiny and a new responsibility. Okay, so what are you going to do with your time? What are we going to do with it? It's passing. You can't get it back. And when you stand before Christ, it's either going to say, he's either going to say, well done, or we're going to be ashamed. 
Either we control our time or our time passes. I didn't, you can't control it. You can control it in a sense of what you're going to do with it, but it's, it's just going to go past us. And so when you think about school years and assignments and job and relations and church and quiet times and ministries and everything else, there has to be decisions. You have to make decisions on what you're going to do. Everybody made a decision this morning to be here, to be right here at this point. You're here. You made a decision that you were going to get up and you were going to come to this particular event, this particular time. You made that decision. You're here. Other people did not make that decision because they're not here, right? And there are people who say, hey, we missed you in Grow Group. Ah, well, uh, and that's what the, you know, okay? And so let's think about it in three big ways. We're going to talk about time and relationship to God. We're going to talk about in using our time. And then I'm going to talk about taking charge of our time. I'm going to show you a little method. I mean, this is just something, just practical to help us as we think through it. Let's start with time and our relationship to God. And the first thing you have to understand is that God is sovereign. He is working all things according to the counsel of his will. Nothing ever happens outside of the will of God, the, the, the sovereign will of God. And so he works all things, and we can just trust him. Everything comes under his plan. When you waste your time, ultimately, that's under the big sovereign plan of God. Now, he didn't tell you to waste your time, but that fits in there, okay? I want you to see something. Look at chapter 3 of, of Ecclesiastes. Um, is that 3? I had 317, but I don't... Is that what? Oh, yeah, that's what, that's what it is. That's what I, I, I looked at the verse. It didn't seem right. He said, I said to myself, God will judge both the righteous man and the wicked man for a time, for every matter and every deed is there. What is he saying? That you're going to be accountable to God for what? How you use your what? Your time. Because who gave you the time? Who let you live on this earth? Now, everybody's got the same amount of time, but everybody's not going to ultimately have the exact same amount of time because some people are going to live longer than others. God is in control. He's working things according to the counsel of his will. Psalm 89 says, remember how short life is. It is. Listen, if you're older, is time going really fast? And when you're younger, it seems to go slow. First grade lasted three years, but, of course, I was in the first grade for three years, and so that's why I lasted for three years. But the truth is, everything goes so fast, does it not? It's like a bullet. And the older you get, the faster it goes. And some people say, well, why does that work? Well, if you're seven years old and a year goes by, that's one-seventh of your life. But if you're 70 years old and a year goes by, that's one-seventieth of your life, not one-seventh. And so as as you get older, it goes faster and faster and faster and faster. Does it not? Do you feel like it's going too fast? Do you feel like time is running out? We all know that. How long are you going to live? What is the average age that people now live? It's all in the 70s, isn't it, later? So who knows what's going to happen? Who knows how long you're going to live? So first of all, God is sovereign. The second aspect of this is that we're accountable to God for our time. I I want to read this to you. You don't have to necessarily turn there. This is Romans 14. It's one of my favorite passages because in Romans 14, here's what he says. Uh, He says, why do you judge your brother? He says, why do you judge a fellow believer? And we're not talking about judging them according to the Bible. Because if, if, say, if you're lying, and I said, hey, by the way, you're lying, and that's wrong, that's, that's the Scripture judging them. And you're, but 
if I come up with something, hey, you should do this. Wait a minute. Who, who should you tell me what I should do? It, you know. And so he says, why do you judge your brother? Again, why do you regard your brother with contempt? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. You, who are you accountable to? God. And then he says, so we're accountable to God. And then he says this, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me. Every tongue shall give praise to God. Every, look, everybody's going to come to for it. And listen, he didn't, he's not just saying believers. He's saying every knee. But in this passage, he's talking to believers, and he says, every knee, the Lord says, every knee shall bow to me, every tongue shall give praise to God. We're going to all be before him, and he's going to look at us, because watch this, each one will give an account to God. He says, therefore, each one of us will give an account of himself to God. So as far as your relationship with God, uh, he is the sovereign ruler, and we're accountable to him. And in, in the same way that you have different gifts, talents, and abilities, and you're going to be accountable for how you use those, God says you're going to be accountable for how you use your time. And guess what? Next week, God says I'm, you're going to be accountable for how you use your possessions. So we all say, we want to say, we want him to say, well done, good, and what? Faithful servant. But what if we said, I didn't use my possessions for him. I didn't use my time for him. Do you think he's going to say, well done? Think about it. Each one of us will give an account. So let's talk about, I'm just looking at the clock, let's, let's, look, let's talk about using our time because we don't have that much time, right? That's what we want to say. But let's talk about using our time. I want you to go to Ephesians. Just flip over there for a second. Ephesians is a great passage. It, it's got so much in it. it. The whole book, you know, is, is just full of different things. But this is talking about using our time wisely, okay? And you only have so much time. Time, in the sense, every day you have the same amount of time, but you don't know when your time is going to be up. You remember the book of Daniel? And the handwriting came on the wall, and Belshazzar, he couldn't read it, and Daniel came in and said, Meeny, meeny, tinkalupartian, uh, what numbered, numbered, way divided. He said, God has numbered your days, and your days are up. Your time is up. And he died that night. And so we don't know when our time is up. And so here's what he says. Look at Ephesians 5, look at verse 15. He says, be careful how you walk, how you live. Notice he says, therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise. In other words, be careful how you live. The word walk is peripatao in the Greek, and it means to move around. It's the idea of how do you live your life. He says, be careful on how you live, how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. Do you want to be considered an unwise person or a wise person? What do you want, to, what do you want people to say? Oh, they're pretty unwise. Or do you want people to say, oh, they're, they're wise. They're wise people. You want to be wise. And so he says, walk worthy of your calling. Be careful how you live. Not as unwise, but wise. And then look at the next verse, because this is the key. He says, making the most of your time. Why? He gives us a reason why you should make the most of your time. Why? What does it say? Because the days are what? Evil. You live in a fallen world. The days are evil. Now, let me just tell you something. Where he says making the most of your time, the Greek word means to redeem. It means to buy. He's saying you purchase your time wisely. You decide what you're going to do with your time wisely. It's almost like you go to the store and you say, read the newspaper, read the Bible. I think I'll purchase reading the Bible. That's what, he's, that's what he's saying. He says, make the most of your time. The Greek actually says, redeem your time. Buy your time wisely. 
And so with all the things, this, this, listen, this is not saying you can't uh, go to a game, you watch TV, you have sport. You can do all, but just remember, what is important? When you stand before Christ, what's going to be important? And there's nothing wrong with doing that. There's, there's so many things you can do that are not wrong. And we're not talking about doing sinful things. We're saying be wise on how we use our time. I love this. Psalm 90, verse 12, Moses wrote this. It says, teach us to number our what? Our days. It didn't say teach us to number our years. Because you got days. You have days, right? Because we don't know. You remember in James, he says, don't say, you know, tomorrow I'm going to go to that city and I'm going to be to that city and then I'm going to come back home. He says, you can't say that because you don't know. You say, tomorrow, if the Lord wills, I'm going to that city, stay there and come back. Because you don't know what's going to happen. People say to me, hey, you going to the game? I go, Lord willing. I'm planning to go to the game, but I don't know for sure, right? In fact, you say, what are you going to do tomorrow? I'm going to say, well, I'm going to go do this, Lord willing, because I don't really know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know. Because God is in control of all things. Now, we can plan things, and that's what we're supposed to do. Teach us to number our days. Realize that days are short. James says our life is like a vapor. It's gone. It's gone. And we all know that we've lost two people in our church just very recently. People we loved and cared for, and their lives are over. And we already miss them. We miss them a lot. So there's no way to know. So here's two things when we think about that. It's limited. You have the same amount of time every day, but we don't know how many days we're going to have. So it's limited. And so James says, don't just say what you're going to do. Say, if the Lord wills. Let's see what God wants us to do. And then the second thing is, be productive for the glory of God. Make the most of your time. Once again, that doesn't mean you can't go to a movie, go to play cards, go to a football game, sit around with people that just laugh and cry, go get coffee. But this is what life is about because it's relationships. It's touching lives for Jesus Christ. But in the big scheme of what you're doing with your life, what is it? What do you want when this time is over? So this takes us to the last part, and this is taking control of our lives, and God is sovereign, and we're accountable. Live wisely. So you have to take charge of your life. What are you going to do? When I was at seminary, Prof. Hendricks, uh, he's like a hero, probably the best teacher I ever ever saw, ever heard. Uh, somebody asked me one time, I was my first year of seminary, and they said, hey, you want to be in a Bible study? And I said, I do not. I've already got eight, 19 hours, and I'm taking Greek, and I'm working 30 hours a week. And I, I said, I don't have time for a Bible study. And they said, well, it's going to be with Prof. Hendricks. I said, what time do we meet? You know, where do we meet and what time? We actually met at 4.30 on Wednesday mornings. And Prof. took us through the Gospel of Mark. But one of the things he taught it, too, is... Is your life. And he said, man, you got a million things you can do. Do you have a million things you can do? Yeah, every one of us have a million things we can do. So Prof said, here's a, here's a system. And I, I've taken this system, and I've, this is not exactly his system, but it's, but it's a system very close to it. And so if we want to take charge of our lives, here's what we do. First of all, you've got to set some goals. What do you want to do? What do you want to do with your life? And I'm not talking about just one overarching goal. I'm talking about different things you want to do in your life. 
You may say, I want to run three miles without stopping. I want to read through the whole Bible in a year. I want to do a particular Bible study. I want to go to this place. I want to get into shape. I want to do something like this. Prophet Hendricks always said, listen, there's so many things you can do, but remember, there's only two things that last forever besides God. What are the two things that last forever besides God? The Word of God never fades away, and people. That's the only two things that last forever are the Word of God and people. So what you want to invest your life in? Word of God and people. And you can do all kinds of things. But let's talk about goals. And we're gonna let's let's say that I I want to make sure that I'm in shape. Okay? Let's say I got a goal. My goal is to be physically fit. Okay? So I got to set a goal, and I want to be specific. So I'm going to say, I want to be able to do this, or I want to uh, weigh a certain thing. I want to do certain things like that. So you set goals. And I'm going to show you something in a minute that you don't set maybe one goal. You may set goals in different areas of your life. What do you want to do as far as your job? What do you want to do as far as your family? What do you do as, want to do as far as your church? What do you want to do as far as your health? What, you set all kinds of goals. The second thing is that you've got to have actions. You've got to determine what must be done in order to accomplish your goal. Let's say I'm going to, I want to be in shape. I want, to, I want to be able to be. So what am I going to have to do? I'm going to have to work out, right? I have to decide. I have to come up with certain things I'm going to do. If I wanted to learn Spanish, if I said my goal is to learn Spanish, then I've got to plan. I've got to say, okay, I've got to go get this, or I've got to take this class. I've got to do this. I have to do something specific. So if you have a goal, what are you going to do to accomplish your goal? That's what your actions are. A lot of people say, I'm going to do this, and that's all they've ever done. They've never come up with actions. They've never decided what they have to do. There are people who say, I want to know the Bible. And I say, well, so when do you study? Um, what classes have you taken? Uh, so you want to know the Bible, but you've never studied it. Why haven't you studied it? Well, I want to know the Bible. Okay, so what are you going to have to do? What are the actions you're going to have to do in order to know the Scripture? Okay, so you get very specific on that thing. And then the third part is you put it in your schedule. For working out, I put it in my schedule. I work out. On Wednesday morning at 4.30, on Friday morning at 4.30, on Saturday morning at 5. I, that's in my schedule. Okay? And that's when I do it. If I don't do it then, in fact, I tried switching around. I was going to be doing it on Friday afternoons. I thought, okay, here's what I'll do. I'll go in real early. I always go into the church. If I'm not working out, I get to the church by 5. That's in my schedule. But I thought I was going to work out on Friday afternoons. Never worked. Never worked. If I didn't get it done early in the morning, so I just... Go back to 4.30 and work out. Okay? So I have to put it in my schedule. And you can say all the time, here's, I want to learn Spanish. I want to study the Bible. Okay, you want to study the Bible. What are you going to do? Oh, I got this, I got this thing. I'm going to study it. Okay, when are you going to do it? What do you mean? When are you going to do it? Are you going to do it every morning at 5.30 or at 6 o'clock or at night or at lunchtime? Are you going to do it every Saturday? When are you going to put it into your schedule to accomplish what you're going to do. So you have goals and you have actions to accomplish your goals, but you have to schedule in your actions to accomplish your goals. And last but not least, you have to discipline yourself. Guess what? I never want to get up at 4.15 to go work out or 4.20. Never. I never want to. And if I didn't really, if I hadn't planned it, if it wasn't one of my goals, if I didn't have these actions, when it came time, I wouldn't do it. But you have to discipline yourself to do the things you're supposed to do to accomplish your what? Your goals. So you have goals, actions to accomplish your goals, schedule to put the actions in, and then the discipline to do it. And so there are goals, actions, schedule, 
and discipline. So let me give you, a, just this is a quick thing. A lot of times with the Thursday morning guys, I've shown, I've just talked about this, but here's what I do in my life. I, since we know that we're body, soul, and spirit, right? And Second Thessalonians, First Thessalonians says, may God hold you blame, blameless, your body, soul, and spirit until the coming of the Lord. So we're, we're a body, a soul, which relates to the world around us, and a spirit which relates to God. So you've got a physical aspect, you've got uh, what we might call an intellectual, mental aspect, and then you've got a spiritual aspect. So what I did is I showed this to the men one time. I said, Let's, I look at my life in three big, three big areas. Okay? Body, soul, spirit. So let's talk about it. So what I did for the body, I put, and there's so many other things we could do, but under body, I thought, okay, food, exercise, sleep. Okay, the goal is to have a healthy body, so I'm going to think about the food I eat. Every time I eat all my good hamburgers, I'm thinking about them as I'm eating them. And then when I exercise and then I sleep, and I made a decision. I said, I'm going to try to get, I used to not get but about five and a half hours sleep. I'm trying to get seven to seven and a half. So that means if I'm getting up at 4.20 or 4.10, I have to go to bed by 9 o'clock or 9.15. And I have to discipline myself to do that because now in the summer, it's still light outside. I can't stand going to bed when it's light outside. But I have to if I'm going to get up at four something, right? So I have to discipline myself. So body, soul, about, uh, the, for the body, what, about, what kind of food am I putting in? What about exercise? What about sleep? I have goals in every one of those areas. What goals do you have in a physical way? My soul, I think about soul, that's the part that relates to the world around us. So you have a job and family and hobbies. That's just the three things I came up with. And there are goals that I have in every one of those. Goals that I have with my family, goals that I have with my job, goals that I have with my hobbies. I like to read. I like to go to sporting events. So I plan to do those things, okay? And then finally, spirit part of me, I have, I've divided it into three big parts. My relationship with God, my relationship with believers, my relationship with unbelievers, and my relationship with God goes back to the quiet time. And I plan every day to meet with God every day. I have a particular time every day that I have what I call my quiet time. And my quiet time is not Bible study that I'm preparing for these lessons. That has nothing to do with this stuff. It has to do with my relationship with God. But I also have a relationship with believers. And that's you. And I try to get with you or we teach or we're in meetings. We do. And then relationship with unbelievers. And I have goals with it. I have names of people that I pray for that I don't know whether they're Christians or not, and I pray that maybe I'll get a chance to talk to them. Who knows what's going to happen? Okay, I have goals, and then I have actions to accomplish those goals. I put it in my schedule, and I discipline. You've got to do the same thing. And you can have totally different things. You don't have to look at yourself and say body, soul, spirit like I did. That's just the way I did it. You may do it a different way. You may say, okay, I'm just going to look at my home life, my job life, my church life. You can do anything you want to do and come up with what do you want at the end when in all of these areas, what is God going to say? Well done. Well done. Uh, I've always... Uh, is, is, you know, just, just the thoughts of all these areas. How does it fit together? And so I have goals, actions, a schedule, and discipline in each area. You can have goals in all of the areas of your life, particular actions that you're going to have to do to accomplish those goals. You've got to schedule it or it'll never happen. And you've got to discipline yourself when time comes. So uh, I've got at the very end of their deal right here, 
It says, live wisely, making the most of our lives. That's what we want to do. So when we stand before him. So how are you using your time? We already saw last time that you're a child of God. You're secure in Christ. You have a new destiny. You have a new responsibility. All of that. So God says, okay, you're my child. I gave you a certain amount of time on this earth. You don't know what it is. You don't know how long it's going to be. What are you doing with the time I gave you? Are you making the most of your time?